If there was all outdoors, there couldn't be very much indoors where all the trouble was. She could see the little old woman in a blue dress and a white apron, with her broom in her hand. She was pretending to sweep the children out, as Mother said, because they kept hanging around the house after they arrived. The first time Mother told about it, a long time ago, Marley had asked, Why did you hang around? Why didn't you go outside and play? Mother laughed and said, Grandma thought it was because we were too used to being penned up in town. We were so used to having walls around us and ceilings over us that the sky and the country scared us to death. Grandma hated cities. We could hardly ever get her to come for a visit. She insisted that my brother and I come every summer out to Maple Hill. She told us the only place worth a grain of salt is where a child can go out and run as he pleases. All outdoors. Marley stared out of the window on her side, as Joe did on his. Maybe, she thought, it wasn't just because of the city. She could remember times that had been nice there and happy before Daddy ever went away, and even while he was gone sometimes. Mother paid a lot of attention and they went to the museum on Sunday afternoons and to hear the Pittsburgh Symphony and for picnics in the park. Everybody felt sorry for Mother because Daddy was missing, and nobody expected he would ever come back. But then he came. She wouldn't even think it was better before Daddy came back. Nobody must think such a terrible thing. But it was a worry. If a door slammed behind you, for instance, he'd shout, Who slammed that door? You'd start to tell him the wind made it slam. But there wasn't time. Mother always hurried in, saying, Shh! 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 Everything would be better in all outdoors. Mother expected it would be, and it would. Already things looked better. For two hours the most wonderful outdoors, all hills and snow and big tall trees and farmhouses, had been going past the windows. Once in a while it was interrupted by a pretty little town, and then it began again. Marley, Mother said anxiously, half turning her head, but watching the road at the same time. You mustn't expect it to be exactly the way I said. Grandma's been gone from Maple Hill for nearly twenty years. Uncle John's lived here off and on, but... Well, it's an old run-down place. Not like these lovely farms on the road at all. I know that, but we're going to fix it up. Those were the words Mother used when Marley first heard them talking about it. Daddy had jumped the way he did sometimes and said, You mean it's going to fix me up? Dale, I didn't say that. You meant it. Well, all right then, Mother had said, going red in the face. Why shouldn't we say it right out? I'm hoping it will. That had been just a little while ago, during the Christmas holidays. You expected everything to be wonderful at Christmas time, and the town was wonderful, with colored lights and decorated trees in every direction. Marvelous things were piled in every window along the streets downtown, and big organ music made the sidewalks sort of tremble. But this year something had gone wrong with everything. Daddy didn't even come from his room Christmas morning to see the presents. Mother had explained, trying to smile. He was tired and hurt and not really cross. He was sick and discouraged, not angry at them or at anybody. There was a lot of difference, Mother said. Of course it was true, but the house felt ugly and tight. Joe went off with his crowd right after breakfast. During the holidays, he found some place to go every day.
Once when they began to talk about coming to Maple Hill, Daddy had said, I don't know whether I can do it, Lee. All that wood to cut and everything. Do you think I can swing an axe anymore? Why, of course. And Joe can help. He's 12, isn't he? That's just the age Grandma used to say kids stopped being a nuisance and started being useful. In two years, I'll be 12, too, Marley had thought. She was so interested in imagining the piles and piles of kindlings she would cut that she forgot to listen to what Mother and Daddy said next. She was reaching up in her mind to put a piece of wood on a pile higher than her head. But then Mother said something so interesting and wonderful she couldn't help hearing it. When I was a little girl up at Grandma's, I was certain that Maple Hill was the place where all the miracles had happened. Daddy didn't laugh. For a minute, it was as if the two of them were holding their breath together. Then Daddy said, I'm afraid miracles don't happen anymore, even at Maple Hill. We'll go find out. That was soon after Christmas. Now it was March, and here they were, going to find out. It's not very far from here. Now all outdoors seemed to be mostly trees close along the road. There were bare limbs that bent against the car, scraping as it passed, brushing off their snow. Hemlocks were like frosted green. Mother shifted gears, and the car was a big black noise in the middle of a huge white quietness. What a hill! I'm not even sure this car is going to make it. They all leaned forward as if that might help somehow. The car was really struggling. I've heard stories about these spring roads, Mother said, pretending not to mind. But it was always summer when I came, and I never believed them. The car stood still then, its wheels singing and whirling. Marley saw Daddy's face set hard, the way it always did when he was angry or upset. His cheeks sank in, and she could see his heart beating in his neck. Mother stepped on the gas, and the wheels sang still louder, and the engine roared like a truck. Shall I get out and push? That's all we need, Daddy said in an angry voice. Just Joe to get out and push. Joe's face went red. Daddy's was white. Mother roared the engine louder and louder. Stop it, Lee. You'll only spin the wheels. When the sound of the car died, silence was suddenly everywhere. It seemed coming and going in every direction, and they were in the middle of it. The front of the car tipped upward on the bare beginning of the long hill. It can't be far to Chris's place now. They can probably pull us out. People here are used to such things. We didn't even think to get chains. What farmers will be? Mother, Marley began, but Joe interrupted her. He said just what she'd meant to say, except that he said I, and she had meant to say we. Mother, I'll get my boots on and go ahead and tell him. I'll go too. Joe looked at her in a superior way. You'd just slow me down. That was the way he talked to her lately, even when it wasn't true. She never could say it wasn't true, though, because every time it made an argument, and Daddy thought every argument was a fight and had to be stopped instantly. He said there was plenty of fighting going on in the world without them doing any of it. Mother hesitated. I don't know what else. She looked at Daddy. My boots are in the trunk, Joe said, and out he went. Mine are too. Get mine too. He'll be sopping wet before he even gets his boots on. Who would have thought there'd still be snow like this up here? Her voice was worried. Daddy didn't say one word. He just sat still, staring out of the windshield up the long hill. Mother, Daddy, can't I go too? 
Joe knows I can go as fast as he can. He knows I can. Hush now. There's no use both of you catching your death of cold. Mother, we wouldn't... Don't argue, Marley, please. She gave Marley the look that said, Now don't talk about it anymore or you'll worry Daddy again. Please. Marley, you heard what I said. But, Mother... Marley, don't argue. Daddy's voice was fierce. Joe scrambled back in the car with his boots and pulled them on, jamming his jeans inside. How important he acted. You'd have thought he was the President of the United States or something. For a minute, Marley hated him. If he just said he'd like her to go along, she could. But he wouldn't say it for the world. She always said she'd like him to go along wherever she was going, and it was even true. But he'd never say it. Never, never, never. Please, Joe, she whispered so Daddy and Mother wouldn't hear. But Joe didn't seem to hear her either. Mother said, Joe, you'll likely see the Chris place as soon as you get to the top of the hill. It's a big white house down a lane, green shutters. Behind it is a huge red barn. I'm pretty sure it's the next place. Her voice didn't sound sure at all. Just tell whoever is at the next place. I hope I'm right. They're such wonderful people, and we're such good friends to Grandma and to John and me. Joe got out. He acted more important than ever, pulling his gloves tight up over his sleeves. Marley said once more, Mother! But Mother looked at her, hard. Joe started out, turning to smile and wave. Marley hated him again, this time even more. But in a minute he was walking alone up the hill, littler and littler, and the three sat silently watching him. By the time he got to the top of the hill, she loved him again, and opened the door and hopped out on the running board to...